Welcome to the Allegrativity Powercast with Allegra Sinclair. Get ready to punch fear in the throat, show up, and tell your story. Allegra Sinclair is here to help you become the powerful woman you are meant to be. It's finally time to get unstuck and reveal how fabulous you are. And it's time for your host, Allegra Sinclair. Hey, this is Allegra, and I wanted to do a quick intro to these next two episodes of the podcast. I had the joy and privilege of spending time with the epic Kim Doyle, also known as the WordPress chick, but our conversation went for about an hour and a half. So what I've done is I cut the podcast into two pieces so that you'll enjoy part of it today and then come back in two days and you can enjoy the fabulous rest. So I'm doing a little tease before you please, but I'm warning you in advance. So I hope that's okay. Without further ado, please enjoy the first half of my conversation with Kim. Hey, this is Allegra. Thank you for joining me on this episode of the Allegrativity Powercast. I am excited beyond belief about today's guest. I'm uh, excited for so many different reasons, but A, you're going to love her. She's like our kind of people. She (laughs) is funny, sassy, fierce, fearless. She has all this delicious stuff wrapped up in one delightful package. This is the best intro ever. Go ahead. (laughs) But I'm also excited because um, in addition to being a fan of hers, I also now get to call her like friend and mentor and coach. And, oh, OK, I'm just going to introduce her because I hate I just don't want to delay it anymore. With me today is Kim Doyle, the WordPress chick. You've probably heard of her. The WordPress chick is a leading expert on using WordPress to market businesses online. She teaches blogs, podcasts and creates all sorts of delicious stuff with WordPress. She's a published author movie producer and artist, and her motto is WordPress happiness made easy. Kim develops custom solutions to meet the needs for a variety of entrepreneurs and business models. And with her extensive marketing skills, she's helped her clients transform their lives and their businesses and achieve the income, success and freedom they truly desire. I know you guys want more of that because I sure want some. (laughs) I'm all, hey, who is that? (laughs) Please help me welcome the fabulous Kim Doyle. What's up, Allegra? Thank you for having me. Thank you for agreeing to come on and chat. We have been talking about this for, what, a year? At least, yeah. Well, good things come to those who wait. (laughs) So did I miss anything in my intro that you really want my audience to know about before we kind of jump right in? No, it's funny. when, As you were reading that, I was thinking my other motto truly is, if it's not fun, I'm not doing it. And I live my life by that now. I think you should put that on like, um, well, first of all, you know, it should be on Pinterest so we could repin it. But I also think it should be like um, a graphic you could put on your phone. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Totally. Like, if it's not fun, I'm not doing it. I like that. I wonder if there's a way that we could trigger that when certain people call. So then you go, <laughs> oh, yeah, you're not fun. I'm just kidding. You know what would be funny? So you know how on your phone, if someone calls, you can set up messages that you can just touch the phone and it will send them that message mm-hmm. instead of you having to answer. That would be cool if instead of saying I'm on my way or I'll get right back to you. It could say you're not fun. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or if you're, if you don't have anything fun to say, hang up <laughs> or just, Oh, bummer. Catch me next time. <laughs> yeah. Bye-bye. <laughs> so one of the things that I was most excited for us to share is, um, so there are several lessons I know that I have learned from you over the last year or so, but one of the ones that I say all the time is, um, You just have to be willing to be you. So I think I had heard that message before, but I hadn't heard it in the way that you shared it. And I hadn't translated that that into 
how I might make a living or how I might impact people's lives. So tell me a little bit about what made you comfortable enough or confident enough to start really being you. Years of not being myself and feeling like I was working my tail off and and not getting the results. And so, and you kind of, it's one of those things that I think you kind of baby step into. So part of that premise, part of what brought me there was as I got involved in WordPress, I'm not a coder, I'm not a programmer, I definitely can do my own damage at this point, but that's not my happy spot. I like the teaching, the training, the connecting, the creating piece, right? And I just wasn't sure where I fit, I, I, I fit into this space, and it was a space that I loved, but I started, I did a lot of the who am I, you know, even with when I started creating videos and tutorials, I did not know how to use Camtasia, but but stepping into that and still feeling like, where do I fit into in this space, right? And I I made a conscious choice like two years ago, and I said, that's it. I am just going to start showing up. And just show up is is another mantra. Clearly, I've got a bunch. but um, it, And it was also a lot of intense work with my own mentor. But what happened is as soon as I put more of me into everything I did, my business took off. Because, you know, I'm not somebody, I use the term snarky all the time. And I've got a very sarcastic side, but I'm never going to show up and be mean, right? And and I want to bring my energy and enthusiasm for the fact that I've created a great quality of life. I love what I do. I've got amazing connections and friendships all over the world. I mean, look at this. I mean, we're in different parts of the country. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I love what I do, and and I knew that I needed to just be myself. And that's when things took off, truly. And it it was it was scary, but like I said, I kind of baby stepped into it. And it was when I started the podcast because with my podcast, I was like, how am I going to talk about something that I tend to do from such a visual perspective? Right. But then I was like, well, forget it. I'm not here to, I'm not going to, my intro says no boring code snippets here because code is boring to me. I am not code is poetry. I am so grateful. There are people that it is poetry for. I'm not one of them. I like stuff that looks good, that's fun, that all of that stuff. And I, I consider myself a marketer through and through first. But so when I started the podcast, I, I, again, didn't know what I was doing. I tend to be a leap and then look. I just knew it was something I wanted to do. And I just started being myself. And I would get people saying to me all the time, you're so funny or, oh, my gosh, you know, I use a lot of self-deprecating humor. But but just talking to them about my struggles, my my challenges, my triumphs, the wins, what I would do differently, and then just pulling in my own sense and my journey. And things have blown up since then. And so it's, you know, I love this quote from Seth Godin. I saw him at a conference last year, and it just resonates to the core of me. And it's be willing to be a category of one, right? There's so much Ooh. information. It's beautiful, isn't it? Which, what doesn't he say that is cool? But there's so much information online today. There are so many opportunities. There's so many people that you could do business with. So the way that you're going to stand out and get business is your own uniqueness. It's like be uniquely yourself. And then you're right, tribe, those people, they'll flock to you. It's it's not that hard. And I don't want to go super woo-woo here, but but truly it's like our job in this life is – to do, you know, to set those intentions and live and go for it. And, and the, that thing inside you that, that burns and drives you, that's our job. You know, the universe will take care of bringing the people. Of course, you have to show up and do the work. So it's not about just, you know, hi, I'm happy. I love what I'm doing. 
you have to do the work and the due diligence. However, when you do it from that right place, life just flows. So there is so much juicy deliciousness in that. I want to go back and just make a couple of cuts. I'm just going to take a couple of slices out. So one of the things that I have found in, uh, I'd say overall in life, but um, especially in the last year is I think when we were talking about rebranding my site, and I can't remember if I ever had a tagline before, but when I changed the site and made the tagline, punch fear in the throat, show up and tell your story, it was after a conversation with you because I was, it wasn't that I was making an, a conscious decision not to be me, but I kind of looked around in the universe and I was figuring out how to build a business and how to start telling my story, but in a universe where there was a lot of sameness, which I interpreted as the right way to be successful. So it wasn't that I specifically said, I don't want to be full on Allegra, but when I thought about what I wanted my site to look like or the emotion that I wanted people to get when they came to the site. And I remember I had a, a site and a studio press showcase at the time and you and I were talking and you were looking at the site and you're like, yeah, it's beautiful. And it had butterflies and it had soft colors. Do you remember? I'm telling on myself. So it's okay. I was about to, it's okay. I'm telling on myself, right? So what is that? Kevin Hart says, you know, people can't, you don't have to be afraid of people if you tell your own foolishness. So. It had butterflies and it had soft colors. And I was like, oh, and I just like this whole like warm, evocative, like soft, feminine, elegant thing. And you and I had talked a couple times and then you looked at the site and you, in your kind, soft and gentle way, we're trying to get to, okay, the person I'm talking to on the phone right now is all sorts of spicy and sassy. Could you help me figure out why this spicy person is over here all soft and delicate and butterflyish? And I was like, oh, but you don't understand. I love butterflies. My grandmother called me mad and butterfly. Like, yep, yep, got all that. If somebody wants to come to your site and get a feel for you and they get like the soft, gentle, quiet, soft-spoken website and then they see you, how do you think that will make people feel? And I was like, see, this chick ain't going to make it because she's asking me questions based in logic that I don't want to deal with because I loved my old site. I thought it was pretty. So I do understand. But it wasn't that, Allegra. Go ahead. Well, see, so Which again, that sounds bad, but you know what I mean. Decision not to be me. Right. But I didn't necessarily know what full on me looked or felt like because there are a lot of people who are basically going through the paces and sleepwalking through their lives. So if you spent most of your life in corporate, you don't find a lot of people in the halls of corporations at any level of success. You don't find people saying, oh man, I just have to be me, <laughs> right? I'm just bringing all of me to whatever the situation is. So that was just alien to my life experience. So when you're saying that you kind of baby stepped into it and you made a conscious decision to start being more who you were and then when things took off, that's great. But are there a couple of steps in there or um, could you kind of shed a little bit more light on how you went from where you were to kind of the full on? Completely. Yeah, okay. no, totally. It was. Um, and I'll have to send you the links if anyone wants to see these. This it all started from a Skype conversation with a good friend of mine. And we were on Skype and I don't I, I don't recall what was the catalyst for this, mind you. And and just a little kind of background to this. I've always been really big into, you know, 
it's not, I don't want to say self-help, but just, I want to live a full life, right? So I, I have every intention of living this self-actualized life and, and, and living a big life. And I don't, I'm not talking about things and money, but I want great experiences and connect, I, and I go for it, right? So I've always been somebody who looks there. At the same time, it wasn't until I started looking within myself that I was like, whoa, there's some stuff going on here. Okay, so there's kind of that personal work that always goes on in the background. And I can just tell, you know, if whatever that looks like to each person, however you want to explore that or open that door, just we're, we're never done. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's strange to me that we, we understand that, say, the first 20 years of our lives, we're growing and we're changing. And, and at 20, we're not going to like what we liked at 12. I don't understand why all of a sudden that stops when we go out into the adult working world, right? So you hit 24, 25, and it's like, well, I'm not the same person I was five years ago. And so I'm constantly like changing who I am in terms of where I'm at and what feels right. I let that evolve. So to me, that's kind of the foundation to stepping into this new business, that you have to be willing to look at stuff and say, you know, I used to love that, but that's not what I want anymore. Take the WordPress chick. I used to have a little chick on there, um, like not like a, 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 a girl, a woman. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, I don't remember any. Bark, bark. Yeah, no, I was like, let's reiterate this. <laughs> Loved her. Great little illustration. And the site's gone through a couple iterations and stuff. My colors were kind of blue and orange and white. And it, I loved the site. It was great. And then I also, it was this, it's time to show up as Kim Doyle online. And not that I was hiding behind the WordPress chick. It was a great name. It's been awesome branding. But I had other stuff to say, right? I knew that my business does not revolve solely on WordPress. It is the core and the heart. But I like talking about a lot of other things. So when I realized that, I was like, okay, well, let's start stepping into this. So the first thing I would do in terms of like tangible steps for somebody is write a post and in, in, from the place of like sharing an experience, like you kind of have to step into the vulnerability piece, right? So maybe you're not ready to share a story that at one point was really heavy in your life and you attached a lot of shame to it because that's the other thing I've learned. Like, I don't even look at stuff as good and bad anymore. I'm like, they're just experiences <laughs> and I move on. And, but it has taken a lot of work to do that. Trust me. Um, but so if you, if you come from the place of writing a post, so, um, okay, so here's an example. You, I'm just going to take your business, jumping off, you know, you talk about a lot that's going on online and podcasting and social media and all these different things. You also come from these life stories. Well, you know, what would it look like? And maybe you've done this and I apologize. I don't have all your, your content in my head. What? <laughs> but, but. <laughs> But what was the hardest, most scary decision about leaving corporate and and stepping out into doing something on your terms? So, you know, there had to be there's a process involved in right in that. And so I think in sharing what scared you, um, did it keep you up at night? And, you know, because, of course, what happened, it's the drama is always just in our head. The world doesn't fall on us. You know, I mean. I'm at a point, I'm like, hey, my kids are alive and healthy. I'm alive and healthy. Eh, I'm good. <laughs> Life's okay. You know, my parents, everything else is just stuff, really. So when it's the people that I love are all well and happy and, and you know, life is good. But I'm saying, so maybe if that's not something you've shared, is that's a way to connect with your audience. Like, hey, I, I did this too, you know. And I some of my first few episodes, which I should probably pull one out again, is, 
I, I shared what I would do different if I were starting my business today, um, shared getting fired from a job that I was like this star employee from. And of course, the, the Catholic in me has to pre-qualify. Um, it wasn't like I was stealing. I was actually paying somebody out of my pocket to work off the clock because we didn't have enough payroll. So <laughs> it's kind of an ass back, right? So it's not something to, but I was horrified because I literally was like this, you know, I was traveling and training and all this great stuff. However, I wouldn't be here today. I know that without a doubt that I never would have left that job, right? So, and the experiences and people I know and what it's done for the relationship with my kids who are now, you know, almost 18 and 14. And by the way, both want to be entrepreneurs. Um, you, you know, it's just what it's done for me. So it's like stepping into that, that first almost exposure. And so you pick that element of what's kind of scary, but I'm just going to put it out there. Right. And so that's where, you, and because you do that once and you realize, wow, it touches people or nobody's bad mouthing me or, you know what I'm saying? Again, all the dramas in our head. So I would step into something that feels a little bit tricky and might be hard to do and share it and how it relates to your business. Like I swear everything in my life is a blog post now, everything, every single time I talk to a coach in Clannamall, you know, that's a blog post, right? Right. So you know that what you're telling me is another blog post because <laughs> and it's, I have heard that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Well, because it might solve someone else's problem. And so when you go through something and you learn, you know, and or, or it's it's not even I don't mean a learning lesson, but it's like, oh, my gosh, I don't have to do things that way. Share it. You know, I mean, there's an inevitable I mean, not inevitable. There's an infinite amount of content out there. I think um, this could be like a series of four episodes. You just might have to come back. Like um, what's that child's name? Dr. Oz used to go on Oprah all the time. <laughs> Oh, I get to be a featured guest. You have to be like a featured guest. Okay. But I think the, so I have a couple of, um, I won't call them clients yet. A couple of people I'm chatting with to see if we're a good fit. And a couple of them aren't even online yet. They're not even blogging yet. So everybody doesn't have to have the, um, end destination or part of their journey being, um, creating a blog that doesn't have to be the destination however if they don't want to do something online to like tell their story then i'm probably not the person for them right, right. because that is what i do but so when you're talking about writing a blog post i really counsel people even before you get to the blog post page just write the story because i think the fascinating part is if you have punched fear in the throat so it will hush that silence can't stay empty Right. So I've uh, talked several times about the fact that if you really work hard to remove a bad habit, you have to work simultaneously on filling that space with a good habit because your life can't handle empty spaces. It will help you by creating stuff to fill the empty space. Right. So if you have decided that, OK, I'm going to show up and be more me or, hey, maybe someone's just making a decision to like figure out who they really are, because what you said about. Um, people worry about whether people will accept what they've said or not, but what really drives you will drive your tribe to you and they will stay there. I think that as I started, I don't know, I don't, maybe I was 35 years old. I've been working since I was 13. So maybe that was my midlife crisis at 35. But when I really started trying to figure out, Hey, what did I want to be when I grew up? Kind of, it probably took me two or three years of okay, that's too painful to even think about because I realized around that time that I really had no idea. I had spent my entire life following a path that had been laid out for me that I really wasn't completely bought into. 
it's kind of like when I was in college and I was getting ready to take my pre-law courses and all of a sudden I had that moment when I was like, crap on a cracker. I don't want to be a lawyer. <laughs> right? Everything I had done until that moment, I had been preparing to be a lawyer and then I worked at a law firm. And then when I got back to school and started taking pre-law courses, I was like, oh, my, <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do because I know I don't want to do that. So I think I don't underestimate the challenge to try to figure out who you are and why you're here. And I don't try to rush that process. But if you're in that space and you've decided that you want to figure that out, I just want people to really feel like it's okay to figure out who they are and to have that person show up. Because as you said, your tribe will find you and they'll stay. But also, I believe that when you decide to be who you really are and tell your story, not other people's story, but your story, that it does get big. And I don't mean big like in an overwhelming way, like, you know, um, all of a sudden you're like um, paparazzi are chasing you. That's not what I mean. What I mean when I say big is it is fulfilling. It is satisfying. It is not the appetizer, but it's like the entire. No, it's the, it's soul filling. Exactly. Right. Because I think for me, a lot of the work that I did in corporate was the appetizer. It was awesome soup, but it was soup. And other people probably want some meat, maybe some bread and maybe chocolate. <laughs> so soup can be amazing soup. But now I'm more driven by the opportunity. I really uh, take seriously the responsibility and the opportunity to help people figure out what their story is so that they can tell that. Right. So that's it was fascinating when you're talking about what drives you. So your tribal show, it drives me helping other people figure out what that story is and then helping them tell it. I love that. So it's funny when you're talking about podcasting and worrying about po talking about something that's really visual, but using audio to do it. And to me, um, that wasn't a hesitation for me because I think a lot of the work, I don't really want people to look at something. I want them to uh, kind of look within, right? Because sometimes when you're seeing an image, it distracts you from what it is that you're trying to accomplish. Well, maybe that's just me. Well, no, I, I think you're right with that too. And at the same time, I think with I have fully accepted the fact that you totally, me, meaning like, girl, you cannot multitask the way you think you can. And, you know, like I, there are certain things that I can do, you know, yeah, I can listen to a podcast and work out, right? <laughs> I can do that. But, but the thing is, there's something about when it is like what I love about podcasting is people really get to know you. So unless, you know, you want to do, um, and I say this on my podcast all the time and I'm doing it now. I, I, I totally talk with my hands. And so that's just a little more insight into my personality. But the beauty of just audio is, you know, you're just, it is sort of that focused, um, I don't know, like you're going right into the core with people. And so I, I agree with you that there's so many things I need to do and I'm not going to walk somebody through a tutorial, um, about WordPress on a podcast. What I do is I talk about tools and resources and business. And so there's so much more to what I do that it just, it made sense. And, you know, it's funny as you were talking about figuring out, figuring out what you want to do, gosh, easy for me to say when you grow up is, you know, it's interesting that like, I've always known that I was going to have this big life. It just, I felt it and I've been through a lot in my life. But as a kid, like I wanted to be, you know, uh, a graphic designer. And and so how I was able to pull everything in, I've always wanted to speak. And I mean, I spoke at my high school graduation. I did all these things and it's kind of come full circle. However, up until, you know, starting this business eight years ago, I fully was living the life I thought I was expected to live. You know, two kids, married in suburbia, all this stuff. 
And then for me, I mean, losing my husband in 2003, it was like, you know, that happens to other people, not you. But then just continuing on the same path just without him. And it was like, ugh, I don't want to do this. I don't want to be a part of the herd. And that's not a judgment of people who live that. But for myself, it 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 felt so heavy, like the rest of my life doing what was expected of me. And then the problem is that so much of the crap that keeps us in places we don't want to be is because, oh, you know, I, I remember, you know, even as an adult looking at different jobs and stuff and getting my parents' opinion, who I love and adore and cherish, but at this, at this is my life, you know, and what works for me and what a gift me choosing to step out and do this has been to these kids. And so, and, and the, again, the experiences in my life are phenomenal. And I, nobody I know in my day to day life lives this way or, or does this kind of stuff. And, and so it's being willing to be that category of one. And it's funny when you were t- doing the food analogy, love that. You know what I was, which, well, you know what I love? I was thinking, I'm like, I want my business. I want everything I do to be an Italian meal where they just sit and relish. And I've been to Italy and one of my best friends husband's Italian. And it's like, there's no rush. They enjoy every course. They take their time. They sip their wine. They are so fully present. And maybe that's a big generalization, but like, I want my business and my life to be like a big Italian meal where you just, you're, you're so present, right? Every bite, it just, everything is just that deliciousness like you were referring to. <laughs> it is so funny to me because I don't eat a lot, right? So I think I've talked before about low thyroid. So I'm not hungry most of the time, but I'm so often talking about food and like such like word picture kind of, I mean, it's almost like a love song the way I talk about food. But um, it's also universal. It's easy for people to understand. So I think one of the other challenges I had when I first started talking about, okay, I'm going to be a confidence coach for women. And I had a couple of, I have men who listen, so let me just acknowledge that. Hey, guys. But um, I had a couple people either send me private emails or write on Facebook and say, hey, well, you said you're talking to women and I'm a guy, so I guess you don't want to hear my opinion. And for like three seconds, I thought to myself, oh, should I have not? said that I was talking to women but then in the very next second I mean it really didn't last very long in the very next second I was like um if you're getting something from this and you're a guy I think that's great but really most of the time I'm not talking to you and that's okay someone else will right because I think as you were talking about how you're an adult and you're running like um job decisions or other like grown-up decisions that you know grown-ups make for themselves every day past parents I think that is especially prevalent in women There is just something about having ovaries (laughs) that forever ties us to that approval that comes from our mom, right? So it's one of those moments that just made me giggle because I'm like, that one of the reasons why I thought, yeah, I want to talk to women is A, I just have a heart for women because I get it. I am one. But B, there are things, and I have lots of people in my universe who are male, who pour into my life, and it's great. But there is just that um, there's just nothing like another woman understanding issues or barriers or obstacles. It's kind of like the um, show where I was talking about wearing a red bra. If you could have seen some of the comments, the guys were like, yeah, I don't get it. And I was like, sweetheart, that's why I wasn't talking to you. Because every woman who, right, I'm just saying, every woman who heard me talking about the power of the red bra was immediately like, well, mine's leopard. Okay, 
<laughs> right? So maybe it wasn't red, but we got it because we know that little giggle, that little boost of confidence that we get when underneath whatever we have on, we're like, if they only knew what was happening <laughs> under here and the confidence that that gives us. So I do think that when you were talking about how it used to be like an actual woman graphic on your thing, the WordPress chick, I think there is a lot of power in being a confident marketer and being female. Because it sounds ridiculous to say in 2015, but there are a lot of circles where women are still diminished. I know that sounds ridiculous, but it's true. The other day, somebody said that, um, I can't remember who I was talking to, but somebody was saying they had worked with one of their coworkers for like five or seven years and they didn't know the coworker had children. And they thought, oh, how weird that the coworker wouldn't let people know she had children. Was she like, you know, did she not like her children? I was like, oh, wait, pump the brakes. Maybe the rest of you don't have children. Do you have children? She's like, no. I was like, so she has children and the rest of you don't in her work environment. Maybe she knows through example that if she has children, she'll be seen differently. She won't be taken seriously. She won't get opportunities. She won't be able to be promoted. So I don't necessarily think she hates her children. (laughs) The reason that she didn't tell you she has kids. I think there's something else going on probably in her environment that made her not share that. And can I just, I'm going to jump in there really quick. Yeah. Because here is the beauty of the self-involved narcissist that I want to say that that person was in, in terms of, did you ever ask where, where is it? See, and this, this is, this is gosh, so perfect for even online is I, I refer to sort of that the old school marketers when, when I see people who only share their own content and look what I'm doing and, but they never share another link unless it's somebody they're promoting who they've coached or something. But it's like they, they share nothing else for fear of competition or whatever. And it's to me, that's just asinine. It is not, you know, are, are you so afraid? It's, it's not all about you and story, right? So why was it her responsibility, you know, to, to share that? I mean, did they ever just simply say, so do you have kids or, you know, what is that work environment like? I mean, it's, it's not really a black and white, uh, you know, answer to me. There's a lot of gray in there. And I agree with you that, well, what is the purpose of that? And unfortunately, there is still this perception. It's interesting when you were saying that I was thinking about this client I had had who it's funny because we didn't design the site, but, the I was was referencing my site and I'm like, OK, well, one, I'm not going to ask you your opinion, but whatever. Like I, I wasn't asking for it, but saying that maybe I shouldn't use because I've got sort of that pinky salmon color with the green and the blue. Right. And it's telling me that, you know, maybe that would turn men off or something. And I was like, um, A, it doesn't because I've got a ton of men on my list and who follow me and stuff. And it was funny, but I was like, I'm not interested in your opinion. You're not in my space. You're not in my business. You don't know who I'm targeting. And again, I do what feels good to me. I was telling my daughter this, who's 17, and she goes, um, how about not worry about men? <laughs> like, <laughs> no, Right? So the point is, it's just like this, this being, and, and I'll tell you what, because even in looking at this client site who we didn't design, and I would never own it, but I mean, we're talking, you know, I'm going to get snarky here. This is the side of me, but it's, it's, you know, the gradients from the nineties and just stuff that's just dated. But the point is, if you're going to, you know, when you know who you are and how you want to show up and who you're talking to, spend some time on that and dive in. And, and here's the thing is it's going to be an evolution. So when you're talking about, you know, stepping into doing confidence coaching for women. Okay. Well, I started doing coaching about a year and a half ago. It has evolved 
day by day in terms of what it looks like, how I do it, the type of environment, the type of structure that I put behind that. Is that something that I want to continue doing one-on-one? I don't know. Is it something I want to do in in, in maybe just the mastermind groups? Okay. You know, which is what we're doing now. But I still do one-on-one coaching, but it's going to be a really, like, is it a right connection? Because, and this might lead into something else, but in terms of the online space and and women and how they show up and whatnot, you know, it's amazing to me, the mastermind that I'm in, where I pay my mentors, to see men who have no qualms saying, just close to $56,000 sale from, you know, a thousand feet in the air on my way home from a trip or whatever. Or they talk about, they, they talk about the numbers and they talk about their wins. And they talk about their successes and the dollars and stuff. And then it seems so, so much smaller, the, the percentage of women who do that, who talk about the dollars and who talk Why about the numbers. Is that? I agree. And I think so. And if you do talk about the numbers, I'm talking women here. It's like other women seem offended by that. So I don't quite understand it. So um, it's kind of like the whole, we don't want to be sold, but we love to buy a little bit. But I'm like, I don't know when wanting to earn good money became a bad thing. Well, and, and why is it, you know, I always go back to the analogy of the quote unquote offline business, which most brick and mortar buildings, business or whatever you want to look at it, have an online presence now. But let's take Safeway grocery store, right? Right behind my house. Do I walk in their doors and get pissed off because they've got a table of cookies for sale? Like the cookies don't belong right where I walk in, right? But I don't get pissed. Do I get angry when I when I check out and there's gum and magazines at the cash register? No. So why is it when I've been providing free content online and video tutorials that the second I send an email out that says, hey, I'm doing this. Here's a link if you want to sign up. She promotes herself too much. Get the F off my list. I'm in business. <laughs> I'm just saying. You know, I it, think, it, 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 yeah. Right. Ahead. And I'm, I'm going to keep tangenting. Just, just, I'm so sorry, but. I owned a, uh, a retail scrapbook store from 98 to 2000 with somebody. What do you think our costs for doing business were monthly that had nothing to do with the return on the investment of selling the products, right? So you've got rent, you have overhead, you've got, you know, your cam charges for the lease, you've got PG&E and, uh, you know, your lights and all those. I was about to say, what's that? Oh, yeah, utilities. California utilities. So you, you start looking at all of those things you need to market and promote it in order just to sell the scrapbook stuff, right? So why is it that I'm supposed to blog and do webinars and free challenges and courses and engage with people for free, but then they get pissed off or offended when I offer something of value for sale? You know, I'm not over on my site doing things or, or emailing people. You know, what I do is all online marketing and WordPress and lead generation and, and scaling a business that creates the life you want because I'm not going to pull that piece out anymore either. But, you know, I get it. If I send you an email, you know, for a yoga mat, that's not, you might be, get pissed because that's not what, what you signed up for that I get. But at the end of the day, I'm so tired of this. People have to, they, they spend so much energy masquerading the sale, right? Because we don't want to actually say we're selling something. So I'm going to create all of this activity and love and I'm going to show up free once a week and we're just going to do stuff that feels good. And I'm going to, I'm going to make you happy. And then I'm going to let you, you know, in a roundabout way, join my 
$27 a month program. Well, that's not going to pay my mortgage. It makes me crazy. And I don't understand why men get out there and they're like, hey, we get results. My this high ticket weekend, it's 10 grand, but we're going to sit down and we're going to map it out and you're going to walk away with da, 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 da. We do, you know, and but women, it's, it's like we have to paint it in such a way that we don't want it to come across. You know, it's all this positioning and positioning is important and marketing is important. But I'm not I'm I'm just at this point And see, this is part of my process is that I'll get through the ranting and then I'll find that. Well, I don't mean just on the call, but like I'm still working through this clearly. Right. Because there's there's a conflict, obviously, in me about standing up and saying this. However, I've also gotten to a point where, you know, I will never, ever, 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 ever again do X amount of hours of work for somebody's site. I've got a team that I can literally hand that off to, but guess what? I do not want to inherit someone else's mess. It has never, ever proved to be a value to me. I end up resenting the customer. I, I, it's not the space I want to be in. I want to go, you know, full bore, full tilt boogie. Let's do the whole thing or we're not going to do it because that way when we do the full thing, I get to show up as me and say, hey, where, where can I help you shine, right? Because that's where I've develop that within myself. So it's kind of like when we were talking and it's, do you have any Allegra sayings I keep using all the time? Je- Jesus, take the wheel. Never they heard are it. called Allegra isms. Allegra isms. Yes. <laughs> but I'm just like, so that was part of it for me that it, it was like this screaming thing in my face. Like, okay, your site is not Jesus, take the wheel girl. And we need, you need to be you and get that showing up there. So that was a super crazy tangent, but I'm I'm kind of on a mission. I want women to step into this in a way that works for them. So hear me at my heart too. Another allegorism <laughs> is that I don't think that we need to show up as the guys and the way I show up and talk about money is going to be different for you, but I'm going to start showing up and talking about it. I'm I'm really tired of this. <laughs> I love it how Kim giggles even when she's annoyed. So I warned you that I was going to cut it off uh, in the middle in order to be respectful of time. So believe it or not, I am going to stop right there. I just want to smack myself. <laughs> but I'm going to go ahead and stop right there. Please come back in a couple days and listen to the second half. So if you want to catch the show notes for this particular episode, please visit AllegraSinclair.com slash 28. Again, that's AllegraSinclair.com slash 28. And I will see you in two days for part two with Kim Doyle. Now you've been given permission to be more powerful and influence more people. If you've enjoyed this episode, please head over to AllegraSinclair.com slash iTunes and leave a review. It will help Allegra get the message out to more women that they can punch fear in the throat, show up, and tell their stories. We'll see you next time on the Allegrativity Powercast with Allegra Sinclair.